This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Ross, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though, Hockey Town? We've got a very special episode for you tonight. Obviously, maybe a little different than what you're used to, but plenty of good shit to talk about as we've got one of Detroit's favorites, Mr. Darren McCarty. How are you doing, brother man? To be here, guys. Uh, shout out to not only... Uh, your podcast but i if i i'd be remiss to say thanks to my buddy uh donald holland who uh yes, sir. is is uh part of the uh he's he's a buddy of mine in the, in the wrestling scene and he turned me on to you guys so i think that this is to start it out and say this isn't a connection through hockey or anything like that this is strictly mm-hmm. through through the love of wrestling and wherever it goes Hey, that that that's where it is. We're shout out to D Holland. So there you go. Hey man, definitely. We definitely got to give a shout out to Donald. I got to see him down at uh, the GCW Horror Slam show, and he was letting us know. Uh, I mean, Donald's in the comments every time we're on here, so I'm yeah. sure within a short amount of time he'll be in here and uh, dropping mm-hmm. his two cents. But definitely shout out to Donald because, I mean, look, we I know we talk about wrestling and MMA here, but look, dude. If you weren't a fan of the Red Wings when you were growing up, when you and me were kids, Corey, I mean, shit, we lived right through like the heart of all the championships you guys won. So I remember watching you guys win all the cups. So for me personally, this is definitely one that I'm looking forward to. So when I found out that you were, uh, you know, at all the local, at so many of the local indie wrestling shows, man, I was like, Darren McCarty, I'd have never made like, I would have never made the uh, connection. So I guess that's as good a place as any to start. Like, were you always a wrestling fan or was it? You know, was it something, you know, you got into later in life and why indie wrestling so much more so than the mainstream stuff? That's a long story. That's a long story. And I think that the story of wrestling and and let's go back to where, how old are you guys right now? How 29. Now? Okay. 20, yeah, 29. Uh, 34. Okay. Well, I asked that because. When I asked you guys your age, I immediately subtract 24 years coming up on 25 because that puts 97 right there. So mm-hmm. here's the here's the beauty, right? Right now we're talking, right? Because you you guys will revert to the six year olds, the ten year olds if we talk hockey, the stories like that. But now you guys have lived life, man. We were talking about before about this time of year, talking about all the people bitching and moaning at the post office. Well, you guys got yes, real sir. jobs, you got real lives, you got kids, you got families, mm-hmm. you got bills. So now we can relate on a different level and you realize that culturally, you know, about when we breed Detroit versus everybody culture, what it's about. Well, that's what you guys were born into and you have more of an understanding of all of this. To my point about the indie wrestling or about your question about wrestling, is wrestling's one of those beautiful things that it's throughout life and you can pick it up and put it down um, and at different points. And I think that like anybody else, my age, I was born in 72. So Hulkamania was big. And, you know, I remember all those old, you know, school from, from, you know, junkyard dog to, yeah, there you go. Macho man. And there you go. I like it. You know, different, those old school guys. So as growing up as like, like kids, that age then you sort of get away from it but i remember i got a story so when i played junior hockey i remember i was like we were like 18 or 19 years old and it used to be the saturday so i remember we we had saturday night game and and the uh saturday morning um whatever main event or raw or whatever used to be on but it used to run to one minute after 12 we were supposed to be on the ice at at noon and we figured, oh, the show would end at noon. We forgot at one. So we were late. Coach was so pissed off. He went in the room and ripped the TV off. We never got to watch any more wrestling. But then fa- fast forward, playing at Joe Louis Arena and stuff, we had everybody come through there. So, I mean, I've been buddies with Chris Jericho, 
you know, for for a lot of years. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin was my guy, and uh, that's you know, what the, I'm talking about. The Rock yeah. was Dan, you know, like yeah. So I mean, all my stuff is like I'm a Stone Cold guy. So every, you know, like grind time wrestling, everything's grind time with me. Grind time with Darren McCarty, but grind time wrestling's Stone Cold, right? It makes sense because I got the brand and I got everything else. But then back in the day, Matthew Dandino, I'm getting hot in here. I got my Mandalorian shirt on. Um, Killing there it. My, <laughs> there it is. That's my yes, guy. Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's that's what I'd be. I'd be Mandalorian. Um, but anyway, so then it goes to, because back when we were winning the cup, when you guys were like six, six ten years old, yeah. I'd be running around stunning everybody. Dan Dano would be doing the rock and stuff like this. We'd make Mike Canoogle be mankind and we'd be hammering with chairs or hit him out of the open. And it doesn't matter. You know, like Danny had it all down. <laughs> so um, it was always cool. And then we got to interact. And so, and then I went, when I, when I played in Calgary, Stampede Wrestling and the Hearts and yes. stuff like this. So I got, yeah. so, you know, you got to walk around that old rink and see all the stuff and hear the stories there and, and a little bit. And then, you know, fast forward to the Michigan indie scene. I really picked it up over COVID, right? Like looking for stuff to watch. That's where I really got into death match um, because I was explained, you know, the art of it, how sweat tells a story, but blood tells another story. And I'm a guy that bleeds. So it's the investment in it that I love. Oh, we're juking around. Corey, Corey dropped out. He'll be back in in one second. Oh. There he goes. Oh, um, first time. Always for, you know, always got to make an impression. You know? <laughs> Been doing the podcast for what, about a year and a half now? First time drop out. Got to love it. The flow got in the way, bro. Don't let him tell you. It's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jelly. Yeah. So. So then getting into, so then being around like the indie scene and stuff like this, and a shout out to my boy, one of my best friends, um, Jay Adams or Eddie Venom, if you know him. Yes, I know Eddie Venom. So so Eddie Venom and I, so so then back even when I played and I known him from from way back in the day and, and just, you know, going to shows, watching him, you know, the evolution. So. I love, and then I also do Wrestling Perspective Podcast with uh, Dennis Farrell, with Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, with uh, nice. Young from, who used to play for the Tigers, um, and then Petey Williams, too. So it's Love uh, Petey Williams. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best, eh? Canadian sure, Destroyer. Eh? Everybody's got a claim to the Canadian Destroyer, but motherfucker, it was Petey yeah. Williams was the first motherfucker I ever saw do the Canadian Destroyer. Matter of fact, it, matter of fact, it was at Detroit World Outreach on a show that like Shawn Michaels and Sting and all <laughs> them were on. <laughs> I feel like that particular show comes up a lot. A lot of things happen at that show. Yeah. The thing that you see the evolution that that unbelievable finisher that every time that, that you know it's a mid match move now for guys, but it still blows me away, guys. You know, you see Penta or Viedo bumping Cody on a ladder, you know crazy stuff these guys do so i think that just and i'm all about homegrown right you know i like i'm mm-hmm. from across the border so i consider myself uh michigan's favorite stepson that's, <laughs> that's cool with me and uh it's- but it's all about the homegrown right it's all mm-hmm. to me it's all about the trying to get you know what do you have in your backyard and then guys like i said i bring up the different guys so then you know the xicw guys and then the the you know meeting uh getting an opportunity to meet danny damato from um icw and then getting to know the rpw guys and just watching all these guys like the dta guys and and you know midwest scum drag king logan i've been friends with all past guests of the show yeah i've been uh friends with rhino for for years and years you know so um, back in his W uh, E days, so yeah. Um, and then I'm I was always a huge ECW fan because you know it was one of those things that like if I'm gonna do it, that's where that's where like the commitment, where I like the hardcore, the death match, the commitment. And here's the beauty: what I love, I'm a storyline guy, right? So it's got to play like that's why AEW hooks me. Like what they did with the Bullet Club and the way that they're just maneuvering guys, the story, right? And I think. 
in today's day and age with the way that it's covered by you guys, but also too, you know, like the being the elite, the Guevara blog, you know, it allows yep. people to get behind these guys. And that's why I'm a fan of watching these guys get their opportunities. So I look at it as a fan and this is, this is all the roundabout way, which is coming in for Saturday, right? RPW baby, right? The Darren McCarty brand. Um, and I have, you know, obviously the cannabis brand, uh, about to launch all the gummies from the sleep gummies to the day gummies, all this stuff that the night flower and all that, but the CBD roll on I made, right? Strictly for my pain, my arthritis. And it's the, the important part is that the C's like the CBD, the CBN, right? I ship it all over the world, right? Cause it's FDA. So the fact that it's hemp and the fact that it works so well, well, you know, naturally, organically, how how people accept it. But I realized that, man, I'm such a wrestling fan. And these guys put their bodies on the line. And I know that they are got to be hurting. So I would, I want these guys, when they get out of the ring, so whatever questions they have, but here's the roll on. Use this if this makes you feel better. Because you know why, guys? Selfish. It's selfish because the better they feel out of the ring, the clearer their head is. They get good night's sleep. They have an The better shit we get in the ring. Right? Yeah. The better action. Thank you. More creative, the crazier stuff they're going to do. You know, we're talking about the Canadian Destroyer. Man, one of these guys, they're going to do a triple Canadian Destroyer off the top ladder because they know at the end of the day, yeah, it's going to hurt. D-Mac's got the stuff. You know, they, they I got Dar- I got Darren it. McCarty's roll on right in the, my gym bag, so I'm good. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. And, if, and so, so to be able to not only, and then to to start the conversation because the whole cannabis conversation is, you know, you have an option. And here's, don't tell me what, tell me who, and I want to be your who, right? That's that's the thing. So you, whatever you're looking for, and it's so people aren't afraid to ask the question, right? I'm gonna. So- be bodyguard to that but but again that's the selfish thing for all us wrestling fans is i want these guys to get good night's sleep to get the yeah. pain you know get the roll on stuff like this and, yeah. you know we're speaking of dread king logan man i watched him take a nasty bump and and we've been friends for a while now and i watched him take a nasty bump and i i gave him some of the roll on and uh some extra some extra stuff um, because there's stronger stuff that has the THC, but you know, it's the education and to be able to help the healing process. And, you know, when these guys say, Hey man, that helps because think about this, right? These are guys that they have other jobs. This isn't, this is the passion. These guys are beating the living crap out of yeah. each other to entertain and because they love it. So that's, you know, to help them do that. And also too, is that's why I love it. Though, Cody. Line, right. The storyline. That's why yes. I love it. Yeah. So it's, that's one I got to go ahead, Corey. That's one thing I've definitely noticed as be, I came into the podcast as being more of the MMA fan and really centric with UFC and Bellator and stuff like that. I could go all across the board in that. And I had started to pick up wrestling since we had I'd gotten involved with the podcast. And that's one thing that I can really notice is now that I've gotten the chance to see a couple of these guys that I've had interviews with, started to gain friendships with and stuff, you see them take some of the bumps and falls that they do, man. And you get a real different outlook on it than you would just watching a regular wrestling event. You're like, man, I know, to your point, this guy's got to wake up and go to work tomorrow. I know he's still got a life to attend to, and he's still out here doing as much as he can to entertain everybody to gain any type of, you know, traction in his own wrestling career so it's 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 really entertaining to see like when we were out uh just the last weekend to see uncle chase that that was he was there D-Mac was there too stuff like that yeah like that that's the whole thing and, and here's the difference right and and this is me personally this is personal because i fought for real my whole life right you know hockey fights are yep. real you know for whatever else it is yeah so so when I choose to watch violence, I want to see guys beating the crap out of each other that are in on it to entertain. And at the back, they're hugging each other out because, man, you you know, we sold the story, right? That's the difference. Now, my good friend Art Smith, who has the art of combat, right, who has educated me a lot. 
but it's just I don't my my brain is the way it works that I would rather see guys cut each other with tubes and all that stuff to know because they're on the same team right it's not that it's not that yep. win lose it's a win win mentality and that, and it's all about the story right and there's nothing greater than like you like that you say that GCW event but like I mean, mm-hmm. the, like, here's a little thing, like, just to go to, to that event. Did you ever think Chelsea Green would take a staple to the head? <laughs> of a th- like, Never. You know what I, she Never. took my clip of that and got all pissed when I said they need to run Chelsea Green and uh, Cardona versus Effie and uh, Allie Catch. You know, Lauderdale, if you're listening, you know, I know you guys are coming back to Harpo's. I mean, Detroit would be a great fucking place for you to do that. Wait I'm just saying. Hey, let's just Let's just say – why don't we make a list and maybe I can present something to Mr. Lauderdale because <laughs> I think that for that being at Harpo's that you might see some Darren McCarty brand involvement. So Darren McCarty, as you can see, like, I like, I like, a, I think I'm, I'm not a promoter. Like I told Brett and Chris from RPW, Danny, whatever. I'm here to help whatever mm-hmm. it is. But if you want my opinion, on 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 wrestlers and especially Michigan wrestlers, not all, like you know what I'm saying. I have the the connect. So all these matches and things, I don't think it's like. Here's the beauty of indie wrestling. They hear us. They listen because you know why they care. The forbidden doors to everybody. So I encourage you to put everything out there. You know what I'm saying. And the more yep. Chelsea Green hates it, the more it's probably going to happen. But I think. <laughs> What I like to say, whether you like it or not, the commitment, right? I mean, I like the fact that what pops me, and, and by the way, guys, if, if I had a wrestling name, seriously, I want to be called Medic. But if, 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 if my wrestling name would be Mark Jobber, right? I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a Mark. I mean, I don't, I don't want nothing, but I don't care because I like what I like. Yeah, are we all, right? are we all like man? Back, back it up. But that's Frank the, the Clown. Right, dude, because it's all about the under tip, right? <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because because oh, yeah. here's the thing, right? And you guys are there, right? Even like, I mean, Alex Clone's one of my favorite guys. Oh, Donald's throwing out some matches he wants you to put together. He says Tommy Vendetta versus Atticus Kogar uh, versus Tommy and oh, Brandon yeah. Kurt. Those listen, Akira, right? Atticus Kogar, mm-hmm. Tommy Vendetta, right? Are three. Brandon Kurtz gonna get his ass kicked hard. I'm gonna throw Tommy on him just for fun because we always joke around. But I think that Tommy is we're, we're bloodline and we were joking, but I think he might be mine. He, he acts a lot like his old man. He bleeds like the old man. <laughs> hard head like the old man. You know, but like he, those three guys you just mentioned there, right? They're they're stars. In my eyes, they're stars. <laughs> Mark Jobber's amazing. Yeah, uh, Brandon coming it. in. He said Midwest Scum hey. versus the Briscoes in GCW. Oh, I am all dude, for dude, that. Yes. Dude, that would be unbelievable yeah. because you got Brett King Logan, right? And then you got Zach Thomas, who he's just – to me, that's like that kid was built for the territories back in the late 70s, you know, with the – like he looks like Arne, he could be Arne Anderson's kid or one of the friggin' like that old school, you know. Maybe if his last name was Bradshaw or something, like you know, just a hard swinging. I mean, um, hey, I love that. For the, but the, there, there's for the record, that's my pick for that tag team tournament, Midwest Scum. I want to go on record. All right, that. so Jay Bone started us off. He says it's going to be Midwest Scum. All right, well, Clip that King Logan's a past guest, so I can rock with it. Once you do the match, you got the matchups there because this, this yep. tournament, like, here's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm popping out the lineup. Like, for me, as I know that, you know, maybe I, I you know, I'm, I got a sponsor stuff like this, but I mean, holy cow, talk about Thanksgiving treats. It's like I got. I got it right oh, here I in front of me. Talk. If you want, I can read them out let's, real quick. Let's go. Let's give our opinions. So you. So you've got the you've got the Death Wish Foundation versus Bulking Season. You got the Rejects versus the Hollowed. You've got uh, Schwartzy. You got Schwartzy and uh, uh, so they're calling themselves 
Fear and Lightning. You got Midwest Scum, like we mentioned, and you've got other fellow past guests of the show. The Death Threat Army is in this as well. So, like I said, RPW is putting on a banger, but you mentioned that you were sponsoring that. I got a story that you'll find very funny since I know you're that far deep into wrestling. So, full disclosure, I've tried all the Darren, uh, Darren McCarty products, first of all, because I have Crohn's disease. These ones? Yeah, that, those ones. <laughs> those those ones? Out, what flavor straw is Nana. Out? Oh, the straw, straw Nana. The straw, the straw Nana. So, I, they all got a story behind it, and that, you know, being the hybrid or something, that's not, like... All the OG and all the different stuff, but but here's how it works. If it's in my line, I've walked through the farm and said I want that. The straw in is because it's got the the aroma, and when you smoke it, it's something that's different. You know, yeah. I, well, I'm proud of all that. Go ahead, bud. No, and the reason I bring that up, and you'll you'll appreciate this. So, like I said, I have Crohn's disease. About three years ago, I started messing around with CBD and all that stuff to try to see if it take care of it. I have Crohn's disease where they took out six inches of my small bowel, my appendix, and uh, my ileocecal valve almost killed me when I was 20. I uh, I started with that stuff about three years ago. They just did a colonoscopy on me at the beginning of this year. I have no Crohn's left in me anymore. What's funny is I had people telling me for years to try it, and the ones who eventually cracked the code and got me to try it and actually use it versus all the different pills they're giving you was Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. We were at uh, we were at Astronomicon. Matter of fact, that day for any of you guys who are new here, make sure you hit that motherfucking subscribe button. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey, yo Chico, hey yo Chico. Yeah, man. But they definitely hooked it up, and it was cool because we got to chat with. Uh, we interviewed Booker T that day. We interviewed Eric Bischoff and Brother Love that day. Uh, and then we're sitting there, and Kevin Nash had just got his knee all replaced. And I go, "Well, how's your knee?" He goes, well, you asked, so I got to show you all the pictures now, showing me all the shit of his knee reconstruction and stuff. And he goes, wait a minute, you got Crohn's and you've never tried that stuff? And I'm like, you know, I've always thought about it, but never, you know, never really pulled the trigger. And like I said, the proof is in the pudding. Like I said, I don't think it's like a cure-all, but at the same time, it helped me with my Crohn's. And I'll tell anybody that'll listen to it, you know, I've got, uh, it's done nothing but good things for me. And like I said, Corey and I have both tried the product. Definitely, yeah. I definitely recommend. I, I have not. I, I'm not a smoker. I've never tried any of that stuff. But as I grow older and wiser, I've been looking into the health benefits of this stuff. And I'm just waiting to be sold on the right stuff, man. Because I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm down with it. Like, let's do it. Yeah. You there when you understand why your system and how it can fight out and the truth and everything like that. So. I always say when it comes to anything, Brandon says flying elbows is favorite. Oh, uh, flying elbows, uh, flying elbows. So that's Macho Man by Glue Band, but it's great for anxiety. That one cut, okay. I like that hey, that's one's great for anxiety. What I need. They that's all got a I need different this. story. And you know what? I would say, but well, I would start you because my my edibles with the gummies on the CBD and stuff like this, where you can. You know, and and it's just working your way into it and understanding what you're trying to accomplish. You want to chill out, you know, and then yeah. the sleep and stuff. So it's just having to be able to have this conversation of what it is, what you're what you're looking for. I love that the, the flying elbow, the main event, all the main events. One of my highest uh, THC. It's like twenty nine percent, along with the uh, nine pound hammer and the Death Star and all those yeah. big ass. But my I love the name of these my, Amazing. Well, my so the one I created is called Black Eye. Darren McCarty's Black Eye, Purple Punch 2.0 by Face Up OG by Fruity Pebbles. It's it's about a 25 percenter, but it just hits like it just hits you because it's it's perfect for me. And I need to run about 70 30 indica side because I, as you can tell, I'm fucking wired for sound. <laughs> I, well, I guess let's talk about being wired for sound. Let's talk question. about that, man. Oh, yeah. I was uh, in oh. doing my research earlier, man. I was checking out a little bit of your podcast. So tell me about a bu- little bit about this big D energy you got over here. Tell me about uh, that podcast and all that good <laughs> stuff. I was checking that out. Um, on my way to get ready for the uh, get ready for the show tonight, and uh, like I said, man, I enjoyed it. So tell me how you got into the podcast game and how you like it so far. My so to be to be <laughs> honest, uh, grind time with Darren McCarty. 
Um, I got the banner over there, which I put that. That's been on hiatus for about a year and a half. That's that's like my podcast or whatever like that. It's just because I doing everything else, I don't have the opportunity to do it. But every day, every weekday, eleven to one Eastern, Woodward Sports Network, um, on YouTube, anywhere you you can find it. Myself, Joint Fellows, a former uh, Detroit Lion NFL player, and uh, Neil Rule local guy we talked we talked detroit sports and everything else you know uh wrestling perspective podcast i do and stuff like this um to be honest i'm waiting because uh i'm waiting to be able to a lot a lot of here's the thing right i'm ready it's everybody else isn't ready when i'm ready so i got it that's why i do so many things but I'm going to eventually do my a wrestling show. I'm going to eventually do, you know, a wrestling camp. I want to be, listen, guys, I think that if you look at me and, and I'm, I'm the one that tells you that you can do anything and manifest your reality, it's what you're willing to do and commit to do it. Because my next goal in life or my next goal is to be the Joe Gibbs of cannabis and wrestling in Michigan, which means when you think Michigan – for any of those questions, right? And it's true, it's true, you guys. It's the network. It's not me standing there like Vince. It's me standing there like Tony Khan and the Forbidden Door being one of his guys and figuring out a way how do we get the exposure? Because again, if guys feel better, if they feel like they're working towards something, um, the talent is out there. You guys know it. I mean, I'm introduced to new talent all the time. I mean, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say, you know, let's say in the last year, I've really been out and about and seen as much as I can. But still, like, if you come over to my house, man, I mean, I'm always flipping YouTube or IWTV or, or whatever else. And I mean... Shout out to my boy Rafe uh, Houston Faces and Heels because he turned me on to uh, the Deathmatch Down Under stuff. So, I mean, it's just like different, like the passions, right? The passions to anything. I, I love people that are passionate. And and to tie your story up um, about Kevin Nash, that's one of my, yeah. like, one of my bucket or one of my, uh, I don't know, Things that make me feel cool is that Kevin Nash has a D-Mac jersey at his house. He shows that's what I'm yeah. talking about. So, that, that's what yeah. I'm that, You know, to me, that, that's a big daddy. Like, he's, yeah. Like, whenever I think of people that, like, I'm good friends with, I don't think of them as, you know, yeah, it's, it's totally. weird. So I forget because he's always been, like, he reminds me to say that. And, and yeah, that's, that is Kevin Nash. You know, the, the, the the appreciation and and stuff like this and you know you're gonna hear your message from wherever else and it's just grateful that you were ready to listen to messages and sometimes right it's not from the smartest people it's from some of the people that you know it's not oh man i was telling you all the time yeah but you sound like the peanuts teacher <laughs> kevin said hey dude try this it worked for me here's the picture yeah. stuff yeah you know so yeah. don't that nobody needs the credit as far as that you got, you know, you got the secret and right. I can pass that on. So we got a question for you in the comments. So he wants to know if you had second thoughts about taking the light tube to the head at ICW. I was there live and it was incredible. <laughs> no, dude, that was awesome. I mean, I would have took more. I always want no, <laughs> I my, whole, more. <laughs> my whole thing. And, and dude, God bless, like, fuck the Kirks. But God bless, God bless Brandon, you know, like let, bucket list, let me put him through a door, right? Let's be all, and, and, and my only thing, just so that you know, it's like, I don't want to do it, but I will, right? So if you see, like, I'll take, it's not, I'm like that. I want to watch and stuff like this, but again, storyline, if it plays in and something like that, then it's not out of place. So, um, yeah, I was, you know, um, it was really cool. I, and you know what? Not everybody gets schoolboy rolled up like I did. So, gosh darn it, man. God, if, if I was only on the ice, boys, 
that wrestling guy should have <laughs> spent more time in the wrestling ring. Oh God, that's a, that's the toughest part. Not that I lost to Brandon Kirks, but I got outsmarted by him. Well, I think see, maybe you should take, take the him next... on the ice for the next match. Next match got to be on the ice to see how they do there. Yeah, there's <laughs> the, there's the next business right there. Oh, wrestling on that's ice. A, that's hilarious. But but I do owe him a light tube receipt. Well, you brought up hockey, and that brings up as good a question as any. Now that you know that we all pretty much lived through all your Stanley Cup championship wins, I would be remiss, especially since my dad passed away at the beginning of pandemic and a Detroit sports diehard. I got to ask you, so out of all the Stanley Cup championships that you guys had wins with, was there a specific season that sticks out to you more than any? And if so, it, what was it about that season that sticks out? way to describe them and you know grateful to be able to have four cups but they're, they're like kids you know they have a different story you love the journey yeah. the journey is a little bit different you know even though some of the names are the same but you know the first if like i, I tell everybody if you put a gun to my head well d-mac the wrestling character the you know larger than life the the animal well he Dude, what are you, stupid? It's 97. I scored the goal. What do you think? First time in 42 years. Brought the cup home. I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, let's get some serious. Right? But then Darren McCarty, the person and everything else, the OA comeback for me. Right? To prove that don't you never say never. And, you know, always thought I had something left. And to play in the IHL and AHL and not be given anything, earn everything, just Proved to myself that's just what that that was more to me. Then you go like '98 because of the Vladdy accident and the way that I believe and everybody came in. And then the '02 because you had Hasek, you had Robitaille, Brad Hall. You were supposed to win. I don't care yeah. how time you're supposed to do it, and then you still do it. That's just like I, you know, I, I'm more motivated by people telling me why I can't do things than why I can, right? Because it, I realize that. It's it's not whether or not you decide whether I'm going to do it or not. It's whether I decide what I'm going to do. So it's it's and now oh, it's yeah. using that positively. Yeah. So that I mean that brings up as good a question as any. So I had to ask that with me being a sports fan. But we talked a little bit about you and your love for GCW. Now you were at the show that we were at here in Detroit, where Uncle Chase did his thing here, and we had quite the banger of a show here in Detroit. And they're coming back with Harpo's. Now Corey, as he mentioned, wasn't the biggest wrestling guy at the beginning of this show, but I would think that you, being a big wrestling fan, will agree with what I'm about to say. I gave him about a good, as good a two-show like introduction to wrestling as he could have got. The first big wrestling show he went to was the War Games show that GCW did in Chicago, and then the next night we were there in Chicago when CM Punk returned. And I tried to tell him, I was like, "These are two of the craziest fucking crowds <laughs> you're ever going to be a part of," and I think he thought yeah. I was bullshitting. So. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on uh, – did you get to see the War Games match, number one, for GCW? And if so, what are your thoughts? And number two, what are your thoughts now, since I know you watch AEW, what are your thoughts on uh, CM Punk coming back? Do you think it's worth all the hype, or do you think everybody that's been uh, kind of saying it wasn't uh, as big a draw as they were trying to say? Draw, bro. It's it's about the belief because yep. he's he's the – he, you know, as much as what Tony Khan and AEW and everybody has accepted, but but not only because the face of the faceless, but just because all the, like, the way he stood up and walked away and his conviction and, and the fact of how he come back and the fact that what he says about being there to promote, you know, like all the young guys in the locker room, I think it's, mm -hmm. it, that to me just, solidified it i mean that made it official no matter what that he's back and the fact that he's doing it it looks like he's having having fun and you know people want to pigeonhole everybody just let him go these some mm -hmm. like there's great match after great match and they're everybody's all worried about how they're going to manage the, the roster sit back and watch thank you enjoy it. damn it what the hell that's mm -hmm. not your above your pay grade or you'd be there doing it but they got it figured out because the guy right the the, the kid the, the the boss right 
is as big a wrestling fan as you and I and yeah. and lives it and exudes it and and it's in good hands. It's in different hands. Like, I mean, you gotta take things for what they are. You watch WWE is the motion picture. That is the movie. Here's your role, here's your character. One guy, the studio, Vince McMahon controls it the dictatorship right everything else you see it working out and that's why i like the continuity because the best wrestlers get get to where they need to go the storylines they tell and everybody pushes each other to be to be better you know to be better performers to be better but everybody's in it it's not the way it used to be i mean that's that's the beauty of it so to the fact that those were and and listen, DCW just puts out bangers, bro. Because you know why? Because because the commitment and and I think that RPW and um, ICW and all those I love, uh, but they're all a little bit different because they yeah. have a little bit different, yeah. little bit different stars. Like I'll tell you the one that blew me away was 30 Ron and uh, Nick Gage out in San Diego. That whole, you know, like that to me was like GCW on the road. Take, you know, like it was, it, it's the power that GCW has that, that it carries, you know, like from the, you know, so I think that in that production and, and Brett's done a great job and he's got a vision. That's what it is. Like everybody, sure he's got people coming in. Leave him, let him just. It's, it's work. Let him work his thing. When he wants help, he'll ask for it. I feel the same way about Tony Khan. He's got the if he's got the budget, he pay people and whatever else. I don't know. I mean, are you sure that Vince doesn't have, you know, stock in AEW or something? The way he just. <laughs> I mean, well, and then yeah, here's that's the thing. It's you a brought shoot. up a great shoot. and the thing is, you brought up a great point. I feel like the biggest problem that we see, whether you're talking about indie wrestling, whether you're talking about AEW, whether you're talking about WWE, whatever we're talking about, if fans could just shut the fuck up and enjoy what we got on, like <laughs> think about think about this. Oh. When's the last time you can remember AEW's been what the first real competition that WWE's had in what 20 fucking years? And for how long people have been complaining that they wanted to see an alternative. Well, now you got an alternative. Why can't you just enjoy all the shit the same way with MMA? We enjoy the UFC. You might like bare knuckle Mm -hmm. FC. You might like boxing. You might like this or that or the other one. But dude, at the end of the day, the more places that are big spots like that, whether it's an AEW a WWE or a GCW, like you talked about, that's getting a lot of these guys who are let getting let go from WWE getting, you know, another opportunity to get out there. I mean, hell look at the main event. Um, J bone and I are getting ready to head to Chicago for warrior wrestling and go see, uh, our buddy El Rudo de las chicas, Sam Adonis, who you might've seen on NWA and all those good things down there. Sam invited us down to Chicago, but even down there, dude, you're seeing so many banger cards out on the indies at this point. The one that we're going down yeah. there, the fucking main event is uh, Will Ospreay versus Blake Christian, who just got let go from WWE. Versus, uh, and then who's the third? Trey Miguel's the third. So them three in a triple threat. You got uh, that's Spider Trey. That's my guy, dude. And dude, and I mean, that's, that's, see, I, that's I've been watching like. That's a guy I've been following for 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 years, right? Since the Rascals, and and what a great yes, kid sir. he's here a lot and works hard. Always loved chopping it up with him and stuff like this, and it, it's great. That's that's what the, I was talking about before. There's a prime example of trying to watch this kid, and you know he's got great influences. You know I, I know I know Rhinos in his ear and stuff like this, and you know moving through the impact of Scott Demore and all these. To, to get the talent because there's so much talent like him and ace austin and you know these young guys that are, are finally getting this show and now because everybody realized that the that you can like you mentioned there's so many different ways you just got to be let in to either it's podcast or into go to iwtv that's the greatest invention ever look down there you never realize there's so many promotions 
I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier, man. Wrestling is such an art now, and it's thriving at its biggest that it's probably ever been. There's so many ways to paint your picture out there, and there's so many ways to watch it. It's it's an incredible – we just need to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, man, because wrestling is really big right now, maybe bigger than ever. Javon, you nailed it because now you got artists working with artists. So you got, like – you know, the best at the time when they're, and you see like that, that's where you get these hybrids that could do the death match. Mm-hmm. But all these death match guys don't sleep on them. They can all wrestle. I mean, they all yeah. pull out all the, the, these sick moves. I mean, John Wayne Murdoch, the hardcore champ, you know, does a brain buster on a chair. I mean, one of the best finishes was ICW in the pit where he Ooh. finished Tommy Vendetta under the chair into a flying cross. It was awesome. I pop for stuff like that, but that's me, Mark and, Jobber. And to your point, <laughs> hey, print up to your point earlier. Print up the T-shirts. Let's go. With all these yeah. indie promotions, and with a lot of the, I guess, cross promotion or just kind of interweaving of a lot of the higher end wrestlers and stuff, you're seeing so many of like the AEW guys and stuff in some of these indie shows and stuff. You really don't know who's going to pop up and where. So, like yeah. how you were talking. There really is a legitimate point, even if you're just worried about following your favorite stars from AEW or whatever the case be, there's a legitimate point to following all these indies because you never know where your favorite star may end up showing up. So, Secret, right? Here's the reverse secret. Go watch The Darks and mm-hmm. and the Monday, Tuesday, because yeah. Tony Khan does a great job bringing in a lot of indie people that you haven't yeah. seen that you will see out in your area. You know, uh, Jason Sin's a good buddy of mine out of Virginia. And, and you know what I mean? It's just he was on AEW and stuff like this, and then people in different territories. So if you look for it or be able to tell people where to find it, right, they're out there. I mean, you look at, you yeah. know, like watching We've had uh, so many of our guests have ended up there on dark, so, like the young gun Chandler Hopkins, you know, past guests of the show, Miranda Gordy, you know, the Freebirds. Miranda Gordy yeah. showed up over there. You've got, I mean, literally we can go down the list. Uh, the savage Kyle, gentleman, uh, Victor Benjamin, that was just yeah. down there. Lindsay Snow, your champ himself. Yeah. yeah, man. Lindsay Snow, who did my uh, tattoo, which will be on those new shirts. That'll be in town next week. Motherfuckers. So if you didn't, if you didn't get it on the pre-order, I've got plenty extra. So, uh, like I said, man, we're a big fan of seeing all the stuff with the indies. But let me take you away from wrestling for just a little bit. You mentioned you mentioned how you've gotten in so many scraps in hockey. That brings up a great question. Um, number one, out of all those scraps that you had, who's the toughest guy that you threw down with on the ice? Buck, Joey Kosher. When, ah. uh, when, when he was with the Rangers my rookie year, and everybody knows, right, that Joey Kosher's right hand, the only thing that is deadlier is Thor's hammer. It's a true <laughs> statement, right? So you don't want to get hit by it. And I'm a lefty. I squared up right, throws a punch, takes a piece of my helmet off. We end up in a headlock. We hit our heads on the ice. He looks at me and goes, you all right, kid? I turned him and said, thanks for not killing me, Mr. Kosher. <laughs> so he didn't kill me, which is if you don't kill me, I'll come around to haunt you and win cups with you. I guess maybe that's the moral, but at least I didn't die. So I didn't that's die. the moral of the story. You didn't die, so you can still talk about it. <laughs> well, with, with still, Do you still follow hockey being an ex-hockey player? Do you still follow the NHL to the level of, I'm assuming you used to? I do. I do game day lives, you know, at the uh, okay. for the Red Wing games a few times a month and stuff. I, and and obviously this this Red Wing team is exciting to watch. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not when it's it's when all my guys are in charge. Uh, the culture's yeah. back, so it's just it's a fun time to watch. So now, now, yeah, I it's yeah, it's it's one of those things. What's... It's bred in you, and and mm-hmm. and I I'll sort of pay attention. I won't. Like, if you ask me how many points the Wings have, I, mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm not. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, wh- whatever, but they're, like, round 500 or one game under 500 or something, whatever. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I pose it as two questions, I guess, since you bring up the the old pack, I guess, being there. What's it like seeing Iserman take the chair back? I, I'm As a Detroit fan, I'm sure all of us love that. And then secondly, what do you think of modern hockey fights? They've changed so much since they tried to – I guess 
alter and get rid of hockey f- fights just what five ten years ago they were trying to basically get rid of them throughout the league and now that they've kind of re-allowed them in what's your thoughts on how they've changed because it doesn't seem to be anything like what we used to see in your guys's era you know to be frank games change the fact that steve eiserman yeah. i mean steve eiserman general manager is not one and one i mean he's you've seen what he's done you know you grew up front of everybody's eyes the way that he's transformed as a player but he also proved when he went to Tampa Bay you know was, was integral in building that team to championships and then come back here so you know 100% confidence you know as much maybe even more than I did as a player you know and I ended up with three cups with him so I mean <laughs> you know what do I know but uh, and then the fighting in the game I mean the game's changed so so it's you know, uh, it's it's something where I'm I'm glad because it, the biggest disappointment is because it's it's the deterrent of what when you have a guy sitting on there and it's we always say the anticipation of death is worse than death itself, right? When you know that you gotta answer the bell to somebody else, and then nowadays it's like anything sports or softer, and I shake yeah. my head when when you know the guy. It always used to be if you went through through the middle of the ice with your head down and got hit, well, you're a dumbass, right? Well, now now the guy who hit you is a dumbass and gets you know suspended. Mm-hmm. You get away, but that's sort of like society. So there's going to be fights like there was back in the day, man. Especially when you beat the piss out of Lemieux. That was one of my uh, one of my all time favorites, so, right there. That's karma, baby. That's karma. That's karma, <laughs> right? That's right. Get At what the you end put of the day, in, man. He deserves it. You don't apologize. Listen, yeah, in life and in sports, bad things happen, but you can't lose respect for a fellow human being. And the fact he didn't apologize to right. Chris Draper, he said, screw him, whatever. I'll let him take care of it. Just the fact that he decided I was karma that day. We're you living on it for the rest of our lives. Put it in your fine. hands, literally. Right, exactly. I asked him to. I said, no matter what happens, I remember beginning of March, getting on my knees because I was driving myself crazy. What I was going to do, what I was going to do is. Whatever happens, let me be the messenger. So I tell everybody, feel free to use the hotline. He's listening. Put it out there. Work for me. Look, man, so I, I play a lot of music. I'm the big music guy, as you could tell back there. I got a lot of music going on back there. I want to know about your band, Grinder. We started Grinder after uh, Constantine out the accident. And, you know, it's a, it's a, Grinder's sort of like wrestling love wrestling we picked it up put it down i've ended up writing a couple albums and what happened is my bass player who was one of my best friends uh he died um in 04 and it's it's funny because he he was the one who didn't drink didn't do anything you know he had like asthma or something he had a heart attack on the phone just dropped dead one of those things so i shut the band down after that but you know um we play we were back out playing again and stuff like that. So my lead guitarist, Billy Reedy, who's been my buddy for 30 years, um, he decided that, you know, I was waiting for him to get ready to get back because I wouldn't do it without him. So, yeah, we're working on some new stuff. Uh, yeah. You guys going to get and, back out to the Token Lounge? I seen you I seen you guys on the billboard one time at the yeah, Token well, Lounge. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get back out to the Token. We'll get, we'll get out to the Token. I've been out there a few shows. I think, it was, I think the Gasoline Gypsies are playing there soon. But yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna do some things. Probably, if I was gonna say coming to the festivals in the summertime, I would like to move it in because my big thing is when you're like a cannabis, wrestling, comedy, music <laughs> event. That'd be there cool. you go. We're just calling hey, man. The, the D-back show. I love it, dude. I mean, you're just hitting everything from all bases. You know, we also cover the combat sports like we talked about. So I got to ask about that. I mean, we know that you're down to throw down on the ice, but does DMAC get down with boxing or MMA? Are you watching UFC much at all? Or That's where the guy named Al Irish, what I played for like 10, 12 years. And, you know, like, so I've rolled a little bit too because with jiu-jitsu and stuff like this. And a lot of stuff is, you know, learning is if you – you know, hand fighting with the jerseys and stuff like this, grappling and stuff like that. So I've always, I'm a student of different things, but, um, dude, I was, sta- I was sitting, here's a good story for you. So Naganu knocked out Overy 
uh, Overeem, Alex. I was there, the one here in Detroit. No, no, no. I was there, bro. You weren't sitting where I was. I <laughs> Not was where you were, no. Hell <laughs> no, I was way the fuck up. <laughs> I, I was sitting two seats beside Joe Rogan because my his the producer Craig Conley is a buddy of mine. But I was sitting the row behind the ref when he hit him. That was like I was also in the building when. Uh, Jadavion Clowney lit up the Michigan running back in that bowl game. I was in Tampa Stadium. That sounded like a car crash, right? Those two things were the biggest. Gnarly. And I'll tell you this: listen, <laughs> after they peeled the uh, over him off the floor, and the ref came out, right? And I said to him, I said, "Bro, was that as bad? Like, was that as gnarly as as it looked?" He looked at me and said, "I've been doing this for." 30 years. That one, I was actually scared. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Like, the way he hit him in yeah, the end. You're hearing a referee say that, bro? Because that was... So, that's that... Hey, that's that real, real... Oh, lights out. A, so, I, I like... That was cool. I was on the other side of the fence. I'm good with that. <laughs> to bring it back to Rogan, like you had said, I think he has the most accurate description of that fight. Overeem's head looked like a Pez dispenser. The way it just immediately flipped back, like it, it just that that was vicious. That I, there, and Ganu's got a way of touching people, and there's a reason why he's Here, worked I, his way to the championship belt. That's for sure. Got yeah. a way of touching people, dude. Again, I met him, Holloway, Overeem, Aldo, and. Uh, uh, who else at the open workout? And I took a picture with Nganu, which you can check out at the social medias that are in the bottom left hand corner. I'll tell you why he knocks motherfuckers out. His fist is bigger <laughs> than my fucking head, and I got a big ass chrome dome. All right, like I mean, this man put a fist next up to my chin, and I'm like, fuck, this dude's hand is huge. Like I do not want any of that smoke. And what's funny about that is that night we ended up drinking at the bar with. Uh, past guest of the show, Sam Alvey, and he said the same damn thing. He was like, what the fuck, man? Like, he was gone when he hit the mat. It was over with. So, yeah, that was definitely one of the more gnarly ones. But it's funny, with you being a wrestling guy, I think one of the most gnarly knockouts that I've ever been in person to see as far as the UFC goes, I was there the night Brock Lesnar took off the belt, took the belt off of Randy Couture. You want to talk about a crowd going silent. He hit him. And I think everybody in that place was expecting him to beat Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar was coming from WWE, whatever. He hit him, and I shit you not, there was like a good two or three second silence where the whole fucking place just went shut up. And uh, yeah, man, that might have been one of the most gnarly ones I've ever seen because I've never really seen it where somebody went quiet. Because, hell, I was also there when uh, Michigan State alum Rashad Evans knocked out Chuck Liddell, too, in Atlanta. And that was a a whole nother one, too. That one made yeah. me sad, dude. I was legit sad when that happened. Everybody loves Chuck Liddell, dude. If you don't oh, like Chuck Liddell, you're not a fight fan. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Chuck Liddell's like, if you told me that I was Stone Cold's little brother, I would say, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's like he's from the Austin family. I mean, that, just like yeah. you just exude. But the, dude, but the cool, the friendly, you know, more right. on the friendly side. Like Steve's the older yeah. brother that's been through right, the right. shit. It's got the Trans Am, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you died back at the corner. <laughs> you know, we so we've got a segment that I think that you would find pretty funny. So we've got a segment that a lot of these guys that you've mm-hmm. already mentioned have had a part in. We like to call this segment, we call it locker room etiquette. Now, we've had everybody on there from Josh Briggs, who you can see on NXT, to Dread King Logan, to Booker T's answered on this. We got uh, Bruce Pritchard as well. We call it locker room etiquette because we've gotten all the answers from wash your balls, keep your baby mama out the locker room, bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle, whole bunch of different things. So I'll flip it in a different sense since you come from the hockey world of things. If you had any advice, and hell, you've been in wrestling now too, so I guess you go both ways. If you had any advice for a aspiring wrestling guy or a hockey player, what would it be? Etiquette. Just yeah. any pet peeves or anything. What, what, well, you know what? Wash your wa- wash your underwear, bro. Like, you know, you have an <laughs> underwear bag. 
No, but you have an underwear bag and they make it real easy. Right? Right? They have a laundry bag. You just put all your stuff that you wear underneath. You throw it in this bag and it goes in the washer. That's why they make it as easy as possible. Watch your gear, bro. No one wants to smell your gear. No one wants to sit next to you smelling your smelly socks. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny you say that because now that I know you've trained jiu-jitsu, you'll be able to uh you'll be able to appreciate this story. So I couldn't agree with that more. First jiu-jitsu tournament I ever did. So for anybody that's never competed in jiu-jitsu, you know, the weight classes are a lot like wrestling weight classes where there's like about 15 pound, like a 15 pound uh, you know, weight allowance kind of allowance. And uh I'll never forget I faced this kid and his geese smelled so bad. That I shit you not, I almost threw up before the match started. And I didn't want to forfeit, so I still fought the kid. Kid catches me in a triangle. So mind you, I'm telling you, his his gi was so rank that I could smell it before we ever started. Then he catches me in a triangle, and I'm flat on my stomach. So not only am I getting choked, I'm having to deal with this dude's stank-ass gi. I, man, I... I got, I stood up from my stomach with this dude on my shoulders and power bombed him on his head. And they go, you do that again. You're disqualified. I said, well, maybe you should have told him to wash his gi and I wouldn't have had to fucking power bomb him because I was afraid. (laughs) I should have just told him I was going to throw up on his gi, but I don't know how much they would have liked. That was all part of his game plan. Can't be mad at the kid because that's because my was etiquette in the locker room with your teammates. Now that yeah. is proper wartime etiquette on the mat. That I mean, go with the smelly gee if it's going to get you to win. We're talking about. I legitimately got a staff infection from that enough. motherfucker. You should be able. You should be able to power bomb. There should be a spritz test. I mean, I don't know. I don't know That's the what rules and I- jiu I'm just talking about. Because you dress with your teammates yep, in yep. hockey, right? So yeah, yeah. No, totally respect it. Wrestling, you should because you're trying to be on the same team. But you're trying to beat a guy. I don't. I can't really. I don't. Know, All right, bro. so I got to ask you this last question as far as it goes to wrestling before I tie everything up because I feel like something tells me you're going to have a very funny answer to this. So I'm sure you've seen on Twitter about what went down last night with uh old boy trying to tackle Seth Rollins on raw. So here's the question. Number one, what are your thoughts on fans that are jumping the rail? And number two, do you have any stories, any dumbasses that tried to run onto ice with you guys over the years? Not that stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you enter. I mean, listen, I mean, it's etiquette. You want to cross that line, then you should. I mean, that guy got off easy. I would have boosted him. I agree. Him. Yeah. No, did. I mean, you got to set a precedent. And, and I know yeah. that everybody else, listen, all the wrestlers don't. Listen, if you, God bless you. <clears throat> but all the guys in the indie scenes and stuff like this, you do like, and that's the whole thing, right? In the indie scene, it's crowd interaction. So much yeah. stuff, but it's it's you know it's telling the story, moving away, getting out of the seat, watching mm-hmm. it go. It's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's there. That's the whole thing. So I, I think in those instances, like you, you know, I saw Merck. Some guy grabbed Merck and he smashed some tubes over his dude. Yeah, somebody got to get really, really hurt because these guys don't play. These guys play nice with each other because they don't want to kill yeah. each other. As far as that guy on Raw, you cross that line. Yep. That guy on Raw, man, he's lucky they they turned him over to the cops instead of turning him over to the locker room. He'd have had a hell of a night then. I mean, it's 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 just crazy that where do people ever think that that was okay? That's my thing. Like, I mean, dude. Like you, and then the thing is, those are the same people that'll go out there and get their ass whooped. Hey, I guess. Hey, Seth, uh, your heel character really pissed somebody off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's doing it right. That's for sure. But you watch I mean, MJF walk through the crowd. Yes, that's what I'm talking you know, about. So. All right, so because you brought MJF up, I'll tell you the story because you'll find this funny. So we interviewed MJF at uh, Starcast Three uh, before All Out, the not this past one, but the last one. 
And I'll never forget. See, those are why guys like that are the best heels you'll ever find. Because I'll never forget. We were in the scrum room, and this guy's asking him a question. And he busts out and gets in this dude's face and is just punking the shit out of this dude. What you see in those interviews and what you see on TV are not very far off. But that's why guys like that can elicit such a, you know, such a hot atmosphere. You know, you mentioned growing up in the eighties. I mean, how many times did the horsemen need a fucking police escort to get out of the building? I mean, when they beat up dusty roads, they wanted to kill that motherfucker. Listen, so, some of the, some of the stories you hear about back in the day that they go watch dark side of the ring. I mean, you know, it's just, now it's just, you know, it's the entertainment where every, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, you can like who you like or whatever, but it's, it's more so the artistry, right? It's yeah. the artistry, respect the art, respect the artist and, mm-hmm. and what they're doing. And hey, you don't have to like everything. Go find what you do like. Cause there's a whole rabbit hole of that stuff. Trust me, I'm still down it. I've been down one for about a year and a half. Keeps digging. <laughs> hey, man, like I said, I appreciate you giving us the time today, Darren. Like yeah. I said, when we get to, you know, next time I see you out of show, we definitely got to link up. Oh, yeah, also, sure, bro. hey, man, thank you. And like I said, if you guys haven't done so already, check out uh, all his CBD line and all that stuff. I can tell you from firsthand experience, the stuff works. Yeah, um, I, need, I need links to all that. I need to uh, figure out how to get all that because I'm ready that- to uh... – I'm ready to explore that world, man. for all your DMAC and ICW 10 for uh, 10% off the CB Raw. It ships everywhere in the world. As for the the medical and recreational for the flower uh, connoisseurs like myself, where do you have a preferred retailer? Because that's one reason why I ended up with the Straw Nana is being a downriver connoisseur. I ended up trying to kind of track it down so speaking to the man himself yeah that's you know obviously with uh try i think i'm in 170 to 217 in the the state the dispensaries that's the one thing is to get the product out is which which is in which area i know like Mm -hmm. you know we're talking down river to to be more i'm see i'm in the uh madison heights hazel park area so the new standard the breeze the green buddha Green Genies, I know out in Wald Lake, the Greenhouse, Bizonzos, they carry it. and um, So mostly in this area, but I, again, all throughout, what I would do is uh, mm-hmm. you can also um, do what I do. We're working on weed maps or something. <laughs> that's that's what I did to find <laughs> this one. That's exactly yeah. what I did. I looked no, for I got a, I, I, So just everybody goes, man, this guy's no, I got a spreadsheet that tells me where everything goes and it gets updated every week and stuff because that's how I got to track down the stuff, right? To, to be able to see what's out. And, you know, that's, you know, and at least there's a bunch of different strains, but where is what? Because that's, yeah, I chase it around too. I, I could only imagine as somebody who goes to quite a bit of these stores myself, both for, pleasure and for work because i do security doors for a living so there's a ton of product and every single store has got a million different options so i could just imagine as a vendor trying to fill all these orders and keep up with product and new orders and so on that's got to be a lot man i I could just imagine on your end well no you know what here's here's the best part about licensing the brand right is that i just make sure that what goes into it and everything else. And, and it's just, if you know, cannabis, it's, uh, you know, patience and resilience, like the, like the plant. So you, with me, I'm competing with myself. And the fact is like, don't tell me what, tell me who. So the fact that anybody's got any, like you said, to see it out there. I mean, you show me a bag and stuff like this and, you know, I got the tubes and, and the pre-roll yeah. tubes and stuff. I mean, to me, that's, that's what I, that's what all this uh, it's all about because that's really mm-hmm. like you said where it can help people like make a difference in their lives you know whether it's Crohn's disease and the CBDs and stuff whatever it is there, there's an option so it's oh, cool yeah. man it only it's only get it's only gonna only gonna get better. 
Well, man, I don't want to. I don't want to keep any more of your time, man. I greatly appreciate you messing with us. Like I said, we here at Knockouts and Three Counts support our guests in all areas. So I, for one, can't wait till we can get back out to another GCW show or run into you somewhere else with all this stuff going on, man. Because, like I said, for me being a lifelong Detroit sports fan, I think I speak for Corey and J Bone. I mean, this one was a pretty cool one. But like I said, yeah. Shout out to our boys from Pro Wrestling Edge. Um, oh, that's yeah. where that was the first podcast I got to hear you on with them and oh, uh, Big Kaz and Broski and all the fellas. Those, those are my guys, dude. They're 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 diehard, you know. And I they, there's another resource that have led me down to not only great people, but I called you know follow them around to where they're going and stuff like this. I mean, um, one of my favorite things was. Uh, the RPW ICW show. Um, uh oh, he froze. I think. Uh-oh. Did he fr- right at the end? <laughs> <laughs> here, let me try to. Here, hold on. Hold on. Oh no! Oh, oh, he's coming back. Oh, he froze up right at the end. Uh... <laughs> Oh no! Always keep them wanting more, right? That's, that's hey man, you got to leave right? them wanting more, dude. Um, like I said, man, we were just getting towards the end of things. Um, hopefully what we can guy, get Darren man. back here in a second. What a rock star, dude! That dude's a Detroit rock star. Okay, that's I know, that's, man. I wanted I wanted to pose the question: What's it feel like to be a legitimate Detroit legend? But I don't want to, you know. S on the D too hard, so I decided <laughs> not to pose that question. But it, it is it, like I the best way I can describe it, and I, I now that we're it's just us three in the many listeners that we have acute over the last couple months. Thanks all of you guys, by the way. But uh, that being said, it there's not too many that I call my mom and dad about to be like, hey, guess who I had on the show this week. You know, right. and this is one of those. So it, it was definitely a special moment for me. Oh yeah. Hey man, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, I wasn't just blowing smoke. I've been a, a Darren McCarty fan for years. And Darren, when you hear this, man, yeah. I know you said pro wrestling edge are your boys. There are boys too, man. But hey, you are now mm-hmm. part of the Knockouts and Three Counts family. Um, like I said, next time I'm out at a, a RPW show, or if you know I run into you when we go to GCW. We're definitely going to have to link up, and hopefully this isn't going to be the last time that we bring DMAC to the show. Um, for everybody that's new here and just checking this out, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that comment button, and share it with your friends so that they can see uh, this great show. And, hey, Donald, thank you because you're the one that put out Thanks, the uh, feelers to DMAC. Um, so greatly appreciated, yeah. brother man. I hope all of you guys enjoyed this yeah. one and enjoyed the conversation. So, uh, yeah, man, thank all of you guys for checking it out. Like I said, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. And, hey, you know, we were talking about Monday Night Raw. Make sure you guys stay tuned next week because a little birdie told me that we might have a very special guest from Monday Night Raw uh, next Thursday. So, fellas, if I don't get to talk to you before then, Happy fucking Thanksgiving. I know my part of the week is just looking forward to finally getting to be able to uh, just chill out a little bit, have the family over, get to see uh, the, the, my nephew, the little homie, the future host of this motherfucker. So Thanksgiving is going to be, Thanksgiving is going to be a good time for me. So to all of you guys, we appreciate your time until next time. And then the in-between time. Peace.